Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Talking about naturally is suspicious. We, of course, are following this terrible, terrible story in the center of Johannesburg. Lots and lots of messages. Linda W. said a few months ago, um, a, a few moons ago, even before 2015, there was rubbish piling up in the alleys already. There was a fire in the buildings at the end of Nugget and Bree. Um, I used uh, used to be a watch company. Alas, the impending disaster is plain to see. Um, it, it's absolutely, absolutely appalling what is going on. And what's clearly has gone on. This was a disaster waiting to happen. It it, uh, it seems to me to be uh, the perfect storm, and uh, my worry is that it can happen again. Stanley Bzodenhout is the director at IBF Investigations. Uh, a very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Morning, Yawad. I'm doing good, thank you, and good morning to your listeners. So this terror, I mean, th- th- first of all, there's just no words. There's no words to think if we ap- actually consider that 73 people have died, including an 18-month-old, trapped in a building, uh, horrific beyond words. But at the same time, it was absolutely bound to happen at some point, wasn't it? Yeah, true. So first of all, the Wall Street Journal now reports 74 deaths. So I believe it could, that could right. be the value. And okay. again, this can only be called a, a literal human tra- tragedy that unplayed in front of us. Here's the biggest problem with this issue. Uh, we know that it, the building was basically vacant. We know that it was illegally occupied. And we now know that some kind of informal settlement was established inside. Now imagine people not using the various rooms the way they are designed, but building improvised shacks, etc., inside there, which makes movement and escape and, of course, rescue and recovery difficult. The problem is that, unfortunately, an eviction, eviction process in South Africa can be extremely long and, 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 and arduous. So the question is, how much of this could have been avoided? Firstly, if the owner of the building, uh, you know, becomes aware that there's any kind of hijacking or illegal occupation taking place, I believe the owner has a duty to immediately start actions to evict those people and to protect, uh, his property, not not from a commercial mm, perspective, mm. but from an outcome perspective. Secondly, when you actually start the process of eviction, you are basically at the mercy of the courts. And typically courts don't see evictions as something urgent because, quite frankly, we know that it's a basic need mm. is obviously to live somewhere. So now, unfortunately, our constitution has conspired against us to create an environment where the right of let's call it the perpetrator is considered ahead of the of the rights of the owner now ultimately the lives of those perpetrators so unfortunately i think the problem is much greater and i think you are absolutely correct when you say this is not the first noise at the last and if and if decisive action is not taken very soon in full cooperation between the npa the courts law enforcement and building owners i believe um, we are going to have a repeat of this disaster, if not worse, if not similar ones. And I think this is the problem we face in South Africa. We, we are trapped in a dichotomy of our own engineering, literally. The owner in this case was the city of Johannesburg, which makes it a little bit well, even more complicated, doesn't it? Oh, that no, in my mind, that makes it even worse, because surely the city of Johannesburg must have 
a variety of employees in place uh, to monitor the situation of their own properties on an ongoing basis and to detect illegal occupation very early on and then to take immediate action. A private owner could use the the, the excuse that, look, my building's empty because I ran into financial mm, dire mm. straits. I can't afford evictions. But the city of Johannesburg, who has the the, the the literal duty of ensuring the safety of its residents, whether they are official homeowners or not, whether they are squatters or not, illegal occupants or not, that that all be, I would like to open the door into the discussion as to why how when was this building first occupied, how many people first moved in, what steps were taken at that time. It shouldn't take more than seven days to know your building is occupied illegally. And if you have buildings standing around that are, un- are occupied illegally for any extended period over six months, you have properties and assets that you don't even know about. Then you wonder what's happening to taxpayers' money because mm-hmm. now you have just buildings lying around. And, and surely those properties could then be sold off. The money could go towards the fiscus. The potholes could be fixed as a silly example, which I'm sure somebody would quote. And you can literally save lives. And even that money from the sale of the property can go towards perhaps establishing those people in another location. So to my, in my mind, there's, there's no escape for anybody that has duties in this equation. There's no excuse for the city of Johannesburg to leave this to go to this level. There's no excuse for law enforcement to not act mm. on, on well, eviction notices right. that this are is, issued. No. So this is what I was going to say to you. Isn't this really the almost perfect in inverted commas because there's nothing perfect about this but a perfect in a terrible way example of a complete systemic failure you've got the fact that we don't have enough housing for people in south africa we've got the fact that that there that a lot of these uh, a lot of people living there are illegal in south africa which talks to the our, our border controls it talks to the police not uh, being able or empowered to evict people it talks to uh, the city itself not not uh, managing its own properties it goes on and on and on but ultimately uh, it points to so many systemic failures that uh, that actually is an example of, of of what has gone wrong in in both south africa and the city of johannesburg Yes, in short, we are paying the price of poor management of the whole system. Whole system. I mean, mm. it starts with it starts with unemployment and poverty. Yes, yes. You know, and then it yes. goes with lack with 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 homelessness. Then it goes with desperation. And as you correctly said, I mean, we we are making assumptions about the the nationality of the occupants. But I can probably agree with you that a large percentage of the occupants may very well be illegal immigrants as well. Right, right. Well, it, 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 so, says, it, it doesn't mean that their lives are any worth, are worth any less. It's not to talk about that. But, but the fact is that, that if, if, illegal, if, if, there is no, if there are no border controls and there's so many people just coming in, we, we, we are going to have more of a challenge here. Absolutely, and then you can imagine how the investigation component, the forensic aspects are complicated just by the design of the animal. I mean, imagine if it took them days to just find bodies. Now what happens is, unfortunately, with fire scenes, you always have almost complete destruction of all evidence. And I can practically guarantee you that the best they can find is the approximate source of the initial fire, 
that it's probably going to be in lower floors, which probably trap people in the building and which then, then elevated through the building as, as it propagated. And the problem you have now is even if you come back and say the fire was started by somebody making a fire in the room or having a gas thing fall over or a lamp or whatever on the third floor in the eastern corner, what do you do with this information? Yeah, Where so do you what? take it? So what? In, in, in exactly. reality. So the focus, yes, the focus should be on the whole problem, not, not yeah. on the minutia from the system. Well, in truth, it's, it's not about the spark. It is about the foundation of the fire. It, it's about that. And the outcome, man. Yeah. And, and the outcome. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. What, what we have is just the disaster literally worse than Maui in terms of the, of, of the, you know, the lives lost. Mm. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Now, I've seen, obviously, armchair experts from abroad, typically, there should have been early warning devices installed. This, this is a vacated property. There should be nobody to warn. So early warning devices would make no difference. A sprinkler system wouldn't be connected because it would, there wouldn't be people in the building. In my mind, it's a law enforcement and a public safety duty to avoid the illegal occupation of unmanaged buildings because you know that any of the system and, uh, uh, systems and the fire safety systems and security, etc., are not in place. Absolutely, Stan, Stan Ibsen, her director at IBF Investigations. We do need to leave it there.